0: hey there everybody welcome to sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson
1: i'm jordan pomaville
0: and joining us as always is the sports outsider phil ranta
2: hey everybody social distancing
1: yeah. That, was, that, was, that was very cheery, Phil. I really liked that.
2: Yeah, of course. No, happy
1: to. Happy to bring a little uh, summertime cheer. It's summertime. We're providing a very, very valuable service here with providing people with both a comedy and sports. Yeah. yeah. They did Some say that podcasting
2: say, was an essential service. So
1: Yeah. Except, again, the city of Los
0: Angeles specifically sent us a cease and desist letter saying that we were not an essential service. We they, were one these,
1: of the they've been They've been sending us those for years. Yeah, they yeah. really,
0: they really have. So, it yeah, that has nothing to, to do with say. coronavirus. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that was just their, their every like, oh, we got to try to shut these guys down again. They're not paying their business taxes. Yeah,
0: yeah, which we're not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and we shouldn't have said that on the podcast. But we have an exciting show today. Is this right? Phil, we have a cheerleader on or
2: something like that. Yeah, we've got a cheerleader on. So the University of Kentucky, a little bit of hot water had to fire a lot of their uh, their coaching staff for the cheerleading team because there was a lot of hazing going on.
1: You and, can't have that. Yeah,
2: excessive uh, yeah. drinking. Some of them were hospitalized. There was retreats where there were people naked and drinking. And, yeah, it sounds like it was a pretty, uh, pretty shocking situation for the University of Kentucky cheerleading team.
0: Yeah. Well, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't think hazing's the problem. I feel like people always are like, oh, hazing's terrible, but it's like, no, like sociopathic uh, behavior is terrible in any context, but there's lots of hazing that's not that big a deal.
2: Yeah, like eating a, a whole onion.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not yeah, that's gonna just kill you. Fun. Yeah,
1: not gonna yeah, hurt and, you. and
0: everyone—it's a way of helping welcome someone to a community, helping make make a make like feel like they're a part of something.
1: Yeah, you, you know? do that back to back with eating a lemon. You you destroy <laughs> someone's GI tract. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> hilarious. Fair enough, but I'm just saying it. Uh, hazing doesn't have to be criminal. People always act like it does, but it's like there's lots of very nice totally reasonable hazing going on out there that gets a bad name
1: the views of joel anderson are not the views of this podcast yep <laughs> uh, so we have so we have a cheerleader coming on from the university of kentucky cheer team to clear the air yep. presumably uh cheerleader her name is madison
2: Wisconsin. she's gonna be on uh talking about the being on the cheerleading team i suppose and
1: we got a wide world of weird sports goddamn right we do and another sports throughout history but first michael jordan michael jordan michael jordan michael jordan Michael Jordan, Michael
0: Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Brought to you by. Hanes.
2: Wait till we put our Hanes on you. Space Jam.
1: Some Bulls teammates upset by their portrayal in the last dance documentary. Semicolon. Many critical of documentary's journalistic integrity. Sub-headline, Subheadline, subheadline. But Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the counter argument is they're all so lucky that they got the opportunity to even be in the documentary.
1: Sub, sub headline. I want to be like Mike, Dream Team, Nike, MJ, Space Jam again. Ooh. I like it. Uh, The last ads documentary that aired on ESPN the past five Sundays gave sports fans something to cheer for, even if what they were cheering for was basically Michael Jordan doing his impression of Nixon's memoirs. In it, Michael Jordan portrayed himself as one of the most competitive people in history. Someone with a one-track mind devoted to improving himself always. A tyrant to his teammates in the name of winning. Yet this hard-ass, ultra-alpha male, spends ten minutes crying about one time when the Pistons didn't shake his hand. Oh, <laughs> oh yikes. tough guy. Tough guy. And then they didn't shake my hands. But, I, but I'm a really tough guy. Oof. However, even in this nuanced portrayal of Michael Jordan as the greatest basketball player of all time who addresses his gambling problem as really your problem, some people are taking <laughs> issues with it. Uh, for one, the producers of, one of the producers of the project is, of course, Michael Jordan and his company, oh. Jump, Jump 23. And the person who retained the final cut was Michael Jordan, which ESPN didn't really mention and would rather you not think about. Do you want to hear the the opening of Sirius by Alan Parsons Project and get chills or not?
0: (laughs) You know, uh, uh, one one does have to wonder.
1: We have Barack Obama, Justin Timberlake, and an endless parade of celebrities to tell you what you already know. That the Bulls were a big fucking deal in the 90s. And there's not enough starter jackets to contain the nostalgia boner we have lined up for you. (laughs) But if you keep complaining, we'll take it away. (laughs) <laughs> oh um, no
0: no 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 <laughs> uh
1: this is not the journalistic follow-up that many were expecting after the uh, brilliant and award-winning oj simpson made in america yeah uh-uh. but because michael jordan got to present his view of things as fact over 10 hours we'll give equal time to opposing viewpoints Really? First up we got Ho- yeah well, we got horace grant you guys want to hear from horace Grant? yeah sure okay Uh, I would say the documentary was entertaining. But we know, who was there as teammates, that about 90% of it was BS in terms of the realness of it. It wasn't real because a lot of things Jordan said to his teammates, his teammates went right back at him. But that was all edited out of the documentary. If you want to call it a documentary. (laughs) Yikes. Wow. Boy,
0: you know, it's interesting when Horace Grant calls you out for a lack of... (laughs) Lack of integrity, and he's right. Every time
2: yeah. I've been called out by Horace Grant, it has affected me deeply. Yeah, so that's, he,
0: that's a fair point. So Horace, Grant, upset, was who, Horace Grant was the one who Horace Grant was the one to talk to you about your drinking problem, right, Phil?
2: Yeah, we're, we're, let's not speak of that. Horace Grant's got his own stuff going on.
1: Yeah. Uh, then there was Scotty Pippen. Uh, Horace Grant said, "I've never seen a number two guy as decorated as Scotty Pippen portrayed so badly," and he's right. Scottie Pippen takes a lot of abuse in this thing. And they spend so much time talking about how he's a great teammate, how he tries really hard, how he's such a nice guy. And then they fixate on like three exceptions to that. And like, <laughs> basically make that like, like they talk about how he's great. And like, Oh, this was really out of character, but he was a huge dick this one time. Yikes. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think you got to understand. Uh, Jordan is simply trying to capture the zeitgeist, Jordan, you know, that, In a very Donald Trumpian way, he's saying, oh, if anyone gets any credit other than me, it diminishes my story. So this is just him, you know, trying to work within the era that we're in.
1: Yeah, Michael Jordan can't pump up himself without shitting on others. (laughs) Uh, So next up is the flu game, which, and now we're going to get into our, our segment on Michael Jordan being a psychopath. So the flu game... Michael Jordan would have you believe he was intentionally given food poisoning by Pizza Hut. What? Yeah. In the documentary, Jordan, along with his personal trainer and best friend, order a pizza to their hotel room in Park City. According to the Jordan's personal trainer, Jordan and him became suspicious, as they remember it, when five people showed up at the door to deliver the pizza. Despite the alleged misgivings, Jordan ate the entire pizza by himself. Quote Jordan, uh... I... Sorry?
0: Yeah, I mean, boy, you'd think he would have stopped at a slice or two.
2: Yeah, I'd feel terrible after eating a whole pizza
0: by myself, too. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I'm not very good at basketball if I've eaten a whole pizza the day before.
1: Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. He says, I ate the whole pizza all by myself. It wasn't the flu game. It was the food poisoning. Now... At least Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant are superstar wealthy athletes who are able to publicly defend themselves. But shitting on the dude working at a pizza shop feels like the ultimate tough guy Michael Jordan pettiness.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know about that that historic Utah fan
1: base. I mean, those people are rabid. Right, and I know you're being facetious, Jules, but let's give voice to the guy who made the pizza. Craig Fight a Bulls fan living in Salt Lake City. (laughs) And a newly newly appointed assistant manager at Pizza Hut in 1997. So his his store received the order from the hotel in Park City where they knew they were staying. Quote, I remember saying this. I will make this pizza because I don't want any of you doing anything to it. I followed the (laughs) rules. I was trying to impress the store manager. (laughs) And then I told the driver, you're going to take me there and it'll be my first delivery. Upon arriving at the hotel... This uh, the assistant manager remembers feeling like he had been, quote, punched in the face with cigar smoke before oh, catching oh, oh. A, a glimpse of the six time NBA champion in his hotel room while he handed over the pizza. Discussing the incident that took place many years ago, the assistant manager claims that there were not five people, quote, there were two of us. I didn't even have that many people working at Pizza Hut. <laughs> Makes sense. He also added that it wasn't food poisoning, saying that no one out pizzas the hut. <laughs> it's a fact. It's been but seri- written. But seriously, this is what he said. He goes, one thing I want to remind everyone is he was smoking so many cigars. They had the windows open. He didn't have a shirt on, and he was only in a tank top. It was 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Park City, and the sun has gone behind the mountain. It's cold. <laughs> So that was him doing that. And, and lastly, I will leave us with this, which is just, I think this is psychopathic. We, uh, Michael Jordan, as we all know, would take slights and use them to motivate himself. Which, you know, that's a thing people do, right? They, if a, a perceived slight, they, they take that and they, they want to make themselves better, right? That's not crazy, right? Right. Okay, well, one time, uh, this rookie for the Washington Bullets, LeBradford Smith, scored 37 points against the Bulls. But Chicago still won. Then the story goes, after the game, he put his arm around Jordan and said, Nice nice game, Mike. Now, Jordan told his teammates this, told reporters this, and then said, the next night they played again. They played a back-to-back. He goes, in the first half, I'm going to have what this kid had in the game. So the next day, of course, Jordan did score 36 points, one point less in the first half against the Bullets. After the game... Uh, it was. It found out, Jordan admitted, that never happened. Huh. He he had made it up out of whole cloth. That is a fucking psychopath.
2: Yeah, that's weird uh, behavior. And like, I don't like no that. No one's
1: written about that in the documentary. No one's pointed this out. It's like, no, it's one thing to take a perceived slight, which, by the way, if the guy had actually done that, probably wasn't a slight. It was probably yeah. a guy trying to meet his hero, right? Mm-hmm. But he made it up wholesale. The entire thing was made up, and in his mind... But he told other people it was true, like reporters and teammates. But it never happened. That's That's not okay. I don't like that.
2: That's sociopath behavior.
0: That sounds a lot like the legendary story of Ty Cobb and Shoeless Joe Jackson. You know, that they were both going for the batting title, but Ty Cobb knew that Shoeless Joe Jackson saw him as a legend. So he was intentionally frosty to him before games to mess with his head. It's almost
2: like somebody constantly saying that they've hit a 80 mile an hour fastball before.
0: <laughs> Michael, Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, brought to you by Haynes McDonald's Coca-Cola Space Jam. time for another
1: sports news 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 on the sports 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 podcast with Jordan Joel and Phil news 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 not happening this week Joel yeah take that Joel FC soul uses sex styles for spectators in K league game sex sub headline yeah sub headline prudes France's league one routinely gives anal beads out to the fan of the game (laughs) yikes Subs. Sub-sub-headline, the result of the game was a 1-0 win over Gwangju FC, which I would say was covered in roughly a third of the articles on this topic.
0: Yeah. And MC Soul is a uh, rapper of some sort, right? FC Soul. No, FC Soul. Oh, FC Soul. Yeah. But still a rapper, right?
1: Football clubs. I thought that it was the name of
2: a music choice station. Remember on cable? (laughs) It'll be like, FC Soul.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: Music Choice, channel (laughs) 9842.
0: Back before Pandora.
1: Yeah. Uh, South Korean Soccer League, the K League, is one of two professional sports leagues currently playing. Uh, Or, sorry, professional soccer leagues playing. The other being the German Bundesliga. Yikes. Yeah, as John Oliver would say, beautiful language. Uh, Of course, these leagues are playing without fans in the stands, but some teams have put cardboard cutouts in them. You know, it's kind of fun, like in in a Home Alone kind of way. Yeah, Yeah. that's cute. Uh, But FC Seoul caused some trouble last weekend when it used sex styles to populate its stands. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's expensive. Initially, in responding to the criticism, the club issued an apology saying, regarding the cheer mannequins that were installed during the game on the 17th, we sincerely apologize for causing deep concern to our fans. Uh, they explained that they thought the dolls... That although the dolls were made to look like real people, rather than conventional mannequins, it had checked that they were, quote, not at all related to adult products before agreeing to install them. They had been told that these were normal, commonly used clothes mannequins.
2: Hmm. hmm. Classic Except mistake. they just look like they're always cheering.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> This is a this is a good move by this guy. The whole Oh, I don't even really know what a what a sex doll looks like. How was I supposed to Right, it's
2: kind of like when the when somebody finds in your browser history that you've been to porn sites, you're like, "I've never even heard of that site." Dang, pop-ups.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just assumed that it was a uh, perfectly normal. You know, site where you helped the
1: academic proficiency of teenage women right Uh, now after reviewing the case league officials did accept fc soul's claim that it did not know the mannequins were sex toys but said quote it could have easily recognized this using common sense and experience yep Mm. my favorite word in that sentence is experience
2: yeah yeah (laughs) Using common sense could have
1: been the end of that sentence Right. We all know your front office fucks sex dolls, okay? It's yeah. around the league. We all, we all know this. You guys fuck sex dolls like crazy. So don't, don't yeah. act like you haven't seen one. Uh, some of the dolls were wearing FC Soul the t-shirts or jerseys. Um, but some were holding signs that advertised a sex toy retailer and a popular online cam girl who inspired the design of the sex towels. Okay, so here's your problem. Here's your, you should not, not by now you should have figured it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would think that's, so. That's what, uh,
0: that's, that's kind of a big hint.
1: Yeah. And, and the, and the football club though, they called the police to ask for an investigation into the supplier. Oh, come on. Police. Yeah. This isn't a police matter. They, they were up to, we got fooled. Okay. Yeah. This, this football club is sure sticking to their guns. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they got fined 100 million won, which, of course, Joel, how much of that is in U.S. dollars, would you say?
0: I don't. Why are they getting fined won? Like, U, uh, Y-U-A-N?
1: Y-O-N. It's the name of the uh, KRW. That's the Korean currency.
0: Oh, because the Chinese currency is
1: yuan. Right. Different spelling. Wow. Maybe it's a homophone. Well,
0: this this could tell you that I'm not actually sure what the exchange rate is.
1: You know All what's right, sad buddy.
2: is I've been to South Korea and I've spent that kind of money and I have no clue what the exchange rate is.
1: Well, it's it's about eighty one thousand dollars they got fined. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh they uh they accepted the fine, promised to prevent a repeat of the incident, which feels like, yeah, you should be able to do that. Yeah,
0: no problem. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, Jordan. These things, they they have a way of just happening. But what are they going to do with all those dolls? (laughs) Clearly, this was a way that the executives wanted new sex dolls, and they couldn't figure out how to make it a tax write-off. Yeah, got fined
2: $81,000, got $81,000
1: in sex dolls (laughs) out of it. Not too bad. Management wanted to make clear that the move was actually demanded by players after it was explained to them many times that no spectators meant no groupies too.
0: Got it. Got it. They had to really.
1: So there'll be groupies. No, 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 no spectators. But there'll be groupies. No, no. I don't think you're following me. No groupies.
0: You know what's really disappointing
1: is a sex
0: doll orgy. (laughs) Until you get in it, and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm the only one here who's animate. Uh, you know, it seems like a great idea, but yeah. Joel, is the quarantine going okay for you?
1: Joining us now on the podcast is head cheerleader for the University of Kentucky Wildcats, Madison Wisconsin. Ready? Okay. It's good to be here, you guys. Yeah, it's good. To, good to be here too. We are ready. Okay. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, so this is fun. This is fun. This is a lot of energy that we normally don't have from our guests on the podcast, especially yes. the ones that are coming on to clear the air.
2: Yes, Jordan. That's right. We just got in deep, deep trouble for hazing
0: all of our people. Woo! Okay. Uh, yeah. And and uh, I want you to know, I'm I'm almost on your side here. I mean, not for all of I, it, but- uh,
1: no, I don't. Uh, Joel, I'm going to stop you right there. Uh-huh. Thank
2: you, Joel. It's important for us to have the support of the media. Because they've been
1: hard on us. So, I... I guess. Would you care to explain exactly what what happened here? Because the, these charges, while Joel seems to think they're not a big deal, are pretty serious.
2: All right. Ready. Okay. So we're in college, <laughs> and sometimes in college, when you get freshmen or new people on your team, you give them a little gentle ribbing. That's like what somebody, I was
0: saying earlier. When they okay, join yes, a sorority
2: I- or a fraternity. Sometimes you have to get them to be part of the sister or brotherhood.
1: Okay. I, this yeah. is where I think I agree with Joel. Right. A little bit of gentle ribbing, a little bit of this sort of thing. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: Ready? Okay. So we made them say <laughs> some offensive chat chance in a fun way.
0: And just to embarrass them a little bit. And well, then, I mean, if they're a little lewd, it's one thing. As long as it's not like racial slurs okay ready okay we'll we'll take that note in the future but well
2: i mean there there were racial slurs but then all of a sudden everybody had a problem when we started forcing people to be naked and then throwing them into a lake
1: hmm
0: yeah i mean it's uh, just
1: gentle hazing let me tell you the optics of that one uh madison aren't aren't too good those are not good optics
0: Look, if it were we're, like a everyone gets a chance to choose to, you know, like strip naked and get thrown into the lake, maybe it's not so bad. But we're a cheerleading team, Joel and Jordan.
2: Overt sexual acts are part of our identity. Uh, I mean,
1: haven't you ever Googled
0: college cheerleader co-ed before?
1: No, never.
0: (laughs) Nope. I mean, I've searched for it, but never on Google. (laughs) Ah, you use DuckDuckGo. Just like us, Generation Z. Yeah.
2: But yes, every once in a while, you have to give people a little hazing to put them in their place. And they didn't even start reporting about all of the gun violence.
1: Wait, wait what? what? I'm sorry, gun violence? They never reported on the gun violence, which no, shows no, that know. we weren't that bad. So wait, I'm sorry, you had gun violence?
2: But they never reported on it. Okay, okay, that's okay right. It. Ready? Okay. So the fact that they... Didn't report on it means they didn't even know about the gun violence, which means that we didn't even get the bad stuff reported. So why, the fact
1: that people got fired is just so sad. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stuck on the gun violence thing. I understand yeah. it wasn't reported. Maybe we're breaking it now. Care to elaborate? Oh, of course. Yeah. So when you get Maybe, jumped. Jordan, let's keep in mind this could be
0: very garden variety. Gun violence that's not that big a deal that we can all just sort of say, hey, it's not not going to hurt anybody. So we're college students,
2: okay? So we studied hazing before we launched our hazing program. And part of this <laughs> is we studied what happened in the gangs, the blood, and the Crips.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. And
2: what they do in order to get somebody in is they jump them in which means that they have to go out and kill a random person, and then once they come back, they're part of the
1: crew, part of the club. Okay, I, I mean, I guess I have heard of this. I don't know how much is true and how much is urban legend, but I I I have heard of this with uh, gangs. Ready? Okay. Yeah. So if we get, say, a new flyer on the team,
2: first of all, they have to be great at basket tosses. And be able to keep the smile on their face all the time, and athletic, mm-hmm. and driven, and they mm-hmm. have to go kill somebody. And when they do, then they're part of the crew.
1: Okay. See, I'm. Okay. I'm. I'm, I'm at, this is. I think Joel and I have trouble with this one now.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to say that even as a something of a hazing apologist, this one's definitely way over any line but that no, I would draw. No, but that's the point. Is they didn't even report on this, Joel? <laughs> yeah. Did they? Did they report on the string of unsolved murders in Kentucky? There's so many unsolved murders. Do you watch <laughs>
2: Lifetime?
1: Because sometimes mostly, my grandma does. Is this mostly drifters or who, who are you killing that, that these murders are going unsolved? It doesn't
2: matter. Don't you understand? It doesn't matter. What matters is that you care enough about being a University of Kentucky cheerleader that you're
1: willing to go kill a rando. Yeah, I just, um, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of trouble with this one. I
2: didn't even get into the part where we make them say embarrassing things on the quad.
0: No, yeah, see, They have to go ask
2: like... random people out on a date and on the quad, and it's funny. That
0: sounds like the sort of hazing I'm talking about. It's right. embarrassing, but you all do it together. Creates a sense of bonding and togetherness. And sometimes they just burst
2: out crying because they remember the person they just killed while they're doing it and it's so embarrassing like when a girl is talking to a cute boy and uh they don't even know and then they ask them out on a date and then burst into tears saying oh my god the screams i still remember the screams yeah, so I embarrassing mean, i think I would-
1: this is a win for uh, campus laws banning guns i really yeah. do
0: this is
2: well uh... look guns don't kill people it's cheerleading teams that kill people to, <laughs> right, get, just to you, see whether people can be a part of the cheerleading
1: team. I'm just glad you couldn't do that on the quad. I'm glad that there's an enforcement there.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we would never on the quad. Those are the people whose cheers we lead. Without <laughs> them, there'd be no us. You know?
1: It's, it's very, that's very philosophical of you, Madison.
2: Yeah we're, yeah, we're very thoughtful about the way that we structured this program. And you know yeah, what? Like I... Every once in a while, somebody steps out of line a little bit. If you're a freshman and you start going after a senior's boyfriend or girlfriend, then we have to go through a next level of hazing, and that's when they have to go join ISIS for a month.
0: Um, I'm sorry, what? They have I mean, to no, go join
2: ISIS for a month, and it's so embarrassing because sometimes <laughs> they show up on the news or... They'll be convicted of war crimes. Uh, yeah. And then they can't even come back and cheer. But we say, you know what? That's when you break the code. Sometimes you have to go join ISIS.
1: Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If they if, they, if they joined ISIS and they don't come back, are they at least still in your mind spiritually a cheer team member? No. In order to be, you have to, if you miss three games, you're ineligible. <laughs>
0: Um, those Boy, are just those say, are just rules. Those are just NCAA rules. No, Before I... now, I might have told you that I thought the membership of ISIS was more fanatical than that of the University of Kentucky cheerleading team, but it turns out I'm wrong. One's just a stepping stone to the other. But ready? I- okay, so
2: Joel, you—they you, <laughs> didn't even report on that though, and that's my point. Is since they I, yeah. didn't know about this. Why would they fire all of the staff? They didn't even know
0: about it. It's like it didn't even happen if they didn't know well, about it. Right. That's the just the things they did know about were fireable offenses. It's like the movie, The Box.
2: Have you seen that movie? It's an old movie from like the 2000s. And no. somebody gets a box with a button and they hit the button and then somebody random in the world dies. And then they get a million dollars. But in our version, instead of getting a million dollars, you get to be a cheerleader.
1: Can I ask you, Madison, what your plans are for next year after all this unwanted attention and this uh, getting in trouble?
2: Oh, ready? Okay, this is going to be a good one. Uh, So we're actually a really big uh, recruiting tool for the CIA now. Because we're all training to be sexy ninja spies. We can do flips. We're tough. We're smart, we're driven, and we know our guns. Thank you very much for
1: your time today, Madison. Ready? Uh, okay. Yeah.
2: Time for me to leave. Time for me to go. If people go missing in Kentucky, don't go investigating us. Woo! <laughs> and now it's time for another Wide World of Weird Sports. Oh, it's Wide World of Sports. Time everybody loves Wide World of Sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What do you got this week? This week's Wide World of Sports: 19 outrageous Dennis Rodman stories, part two.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We've gone through if, one through eight already. Yes, and if memory serves, uh, at least I felt like many of them were not particularly outrageous.
2: Well, let's go with number nine then. He once headbutted the Spurs mascot, the Coyote,
1: during a preseason game. Wow! <laughs> Wasn't even during that's a the lot season. Of intensity
0: for a preseason game. I was going to
1: say, what makes that outrageous is the preseason thing. It was a (laughs) regular season game. Not as outrageous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Every once in a while during
2: the season, tensions run high and a coyote mascot gets a, gets a head and gets a headbutt, you know, preseason. Come on, man. You're all chilling.
1: Yeah. We're all just getting loosey goosey getting loose.
2: So Rodman said, I bring excitement to the game. Sometimes I get bored with basketball. Like I know some fans do. And so I do things to make it more interesting for me and for them. That was his justification for headbutting a minimum wage employee. That is awesome.
0: Hey, you know what that means? That means Dennis Rodman is a sports star for Phil. Yeah. Entertainment. This is, this is all he's been asking for this whole time.
2: Yeah, when things get boring, spice it up a little bit. Stop worrying so much about the game. Uh number 10 his best friend in the league was a preppy glue guy out of
1: UCLA. Glue? So, I think they mean like a guy who who brings the, brings the team together. Yeah. He's a glue oh, guy. He's not yeah. a star. He's like a role player.
0: Yeah. The straw that stirs the drink. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh so through his 8 years in the NBA, Jack Haley was largely an end of rotation big man. In the words of Bulls beat writer Sam Smith, He had a set shot and couldn't really jump, didn't see the floor that well, handle the ball, or even take his sweats off effectively. And that was in his obituary. What? What? (laughs) I don't know if that was a joke written by this vulture writer, if that was real, Uh, which probably means it was not written well. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, But Haley stuck around in the league in part because he had an indispensable skill. He was, as the Times put it, the only person who speaks fluent Rodman.
1: Yeah. Oh, imagine being the Rodman Whisperer! Yeah, that'd like be you crazy. get signed on the team because you're like you're gonna have to babysit this guy. Yeah,
2: it'd be hard. The two men first played together in San Antonio and bonded after Rodman invited Haley and his wife to double date at a gay bar, where Haley impressed with his unflappability. They got so close after that. After trading for Rodman, the Bulls brought Haley along to ease his transition. He only appeared in one game in the championship 1996 season, but proved his value in the finals by convincing Rodman not to quit the team before the pivotal Game Six, allegedly by telling him there'd be a fun after party. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, Rodman. He's Rodman's basically crazy. like a parent
2: to a five-year-old. Yeah. If you uh, if you behave, you'll get a happy meal.
0: We were entering game six, and obviously our major concern was convincing all of our players to, to play.
2: Right. Uh, number 11, one of his best friends post-NBA was film director Penny Marshall. Wow. What that, that is outrageous. Pair. That's an odd I had couple. no idea. Yep. Yeah.
0: But the, you know, Penny yep. Marshall and Dennis Robin are both such cool people. I don't think we should be surprised by that.
2: Right. Penny Marshall, the known bad girl of... <laughs> <laughs> Co- light comedies
1: 80s light comedies yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, the pair became pals thanks to marshall's frequent courtside presence at nba games and would spend thanksgivings together at the time of her 2018 death marshall was working on a documentary about rodman which had been in the works since 2012 i think she saw a little of herself in dennis she'd been through difficult times too marshall's son-in-law told the hollywood reporter
0: that's adorable it's it makes adorable. me so happy yeah that's like i I read once that uh the keyboard player from emerson lake and palmer and uh and the singer from uh the Sex pistols wound up getting they became neighbors in uh Malibu later in life and the bestest of friends
2: yeah no it's uh when they when they finally write the book about me um the eighty an hour of uh, eighty mile an hour fastball how Phil became a legend. <laughs> Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of those too, where it's like, I, I mean, I am a middle-aged man who's friends with a lot of very young popular influencers because of my work. That's weird.
0: That's weird. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Someday Uh, people are going to be like, Oh, Phil Ranta and Jojo Siwa were the bestest of friends.
2: Oh, Jojo is way too famous for me. I would never be in her orbit. She's too big. (laughs) Number 12, he was once fined $50,000 for saying rude things about Mormons. Hmm. So it was, s- it was the same night as Michael Jordan's iconic flu game against the Utah Jazz. Rodman was hit with the largest player fine in NBA history at the time for complaining about the fucking Mormons in the stands, which Ooh. violated the league's policy against hate speech. If I knew it was a religious-type deal, I never would have said it, he said later. <laughs> <laughs> Did he think it, it
0: was an ethnicity? Or, like, a way of being, I guess? I don't know. No, in, in fairness, if, if he had, like, just, they, they just played a game against the Sonics, and he was like, all the fucking Mormons in the stand, everyone would have been, would have been like, oh, you mean that they were sitting on their hands? Right. But the fact that they actually were Mormons meant that it crossed a line.
2: Yep. And we'll end it this week at lucky number 13. He skipped practice during the finals to attend a professional wrestling event.
1: Wow. Yep. yep. I, yeah, this was covered in the documentary.
2: Yep. The Last Dance highlights Rodman's habit of letting off steam by heading off to Vegas whenever he felt like it. But during the 1998 finals, Rodman went on a different kind of vacation, blowing off a mandatory film session to appear alongside Hulk Hogan at a WCW event in Michigan. Super cool. Wouldn't that have been Hollywood Hogan at that point? Uh, 1998, it probably would have, yeah. Because that would have been during the Attitude Era when uh, when uh, Hogan was part of the... the God, what's... Uh, God, Mo, I'm terrible. I'm forgetting his crew, and that brings it into wow, another cool. wide world of weird sports. So I had to bail because my trivia brain
1: shut off, and that makes me really embarrassed. of uh, Podcast Town, this brings to a close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're going to bring back uh, Madison, Wisconsin, to give you our contact information in a peppy way.
2: Ready? Okay. It's time to learn about the Twitter link. (laughs) Twitter.com slash sports. The number three podcast that's Twitter.com slash sports. The number three podcast. Yay. Okay. You're doing great. You're doing
1: great, Madison. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Ready? Okay. Facebook link is facebook.com slash sports. The number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast hooray all right you're you're killing it i'm i'm psyched yep and you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast that's anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast also, you can use an anchor to weigh down dead bodies that were created when you were hazing people.
1: Thank you very much, Madison. Watch Dexter. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel.
0: pretty embarrassed for Phil that he couldn't remember Hulk Hogan's crew. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.